What's going on, Trifle Ones family? This is Pastor G, and it's good to be back with you again. Uh, you probably already know that I took a couple of weeks off just to get some rest, to get some vac- vacation time in, and uh, had a wonderful time. And then, unfortunately, uh, right after getting back into town from vacation, um, I got sick. And so as a result, uh, it's been three weeks since we've been together. And so it's great to be back with you guys. Now, you know, I was thinking about what I would talk about, what we would deal with. And I remembered a dream that I had some years ago. And in the dream, it was nighttime. And I was outside of my childhood home in the Eggleston Square section of Roxbury, Massachusetts. And I was with my son. And at the time, in the dream at least, he was a toddler. And we were being attacked. And the best way to describe the attackers were they looked just like the villain from the Scream movie. So they were wearing the Grim Reaper um, hoodies and then they had the white masks on. As a matter of fact, there was a spoof called um, Scary Movie that had a similar uh, type of villain in it. But they were attacking us and I had a bat in my hand, a baseball bat. And, you know, I put my son behind me and as each of the attackers would come close, I would swing my bat um, and I was putting them down. They were coming from different directions and they were coming faster and faster. And at first I was wearing them out, y'all. But as they started coming faster and faster, I became overwhelmed and it got to the point where I was swinging and they were going down But then they were getting closer and closer and I was having to change the direction that I was swinging from. And eventually they started to close in on me. And so in that moment, I realized that I was becoming overwhelmed and I realized that uh, I couldn't keep this up. So in that moment, in the dream, I just threw the bat. I threw it on the ground and I said, God, I I can't do this. And I need you to help me. And immediately a bright light appeared. And when the bright light appeared, all the attackers just began to run away in every direction. And they left my son and I alone. And I realized something. In my dream, I, I was fighting a good fight, man. I was, I, was, I was laying it down. But I had hit a dead end. I got into the place where I didn't have enough anymore. I didn't know where to go and and I was out of resources and strength and and ideas. And in that moment, I asked myself a two word question. What now? Well, you may find yourself in a situation in a place of attack or stagnation or frustration. And you've got a lot of emotions that are going on and, and you're asking yourself that same question. What now? So today we're going to deal with how do we handle those moments. And so stay tuned as we take a look in the book of Job and we deal with the topic. What now? Coming up next on The Trifler Ones. All right, fam, so I'm going to read Job chapter 13, verse 15, and I'm going to actually read it in two different versions. Um, It's a familiar text, 
but I want to read it in two different versions. The first is the NIV version, and it says, Though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. I will surely defend my ways to his face. The New Living Translation, however, says, God might kill me, but I have no other hope. I'm going to argue my case with him. God might kill me, but I have no other hope. Three things we're going to talk about. And the first of those things is the alarm from our sudden losses. The alarm from our sudden losses. So Job says, says in this text, even if God kills me, I got nothing else. All I have is God. So let's think about this. Job is hit by tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. Fire comes down from the sky and it consumes his land and his livestock. And then the enemies, the Chaldeans and the Sabians, they come and, and they steal his oxen and his camels. And his kids are killed through national disaster or natural disaster, excuse me. And his first action is to shave his head and, and to rip his clothes because those are signs or symbols of grief and mourning. But then he drops to the ground and he worships God. And he says a couple of things. He says, naked did I come from the womb. And then he says, naked, I'm going to go back to the earth. What he's basically saying is, is I came into this earth with nothing and I'm going to leave with nothing. So he says that, but then he goes on to say something else. He says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. So let me pause here for just a quick minute. It's important to point out that Job is a special kind of dude. I say that because we need to slow down and absorb how he responds to the situation. So all of the things that Job spends his time building his business and his livestock and, you know, he has his employees and all of his goods, his wealth, all of it gone in a moment. Then his kids, man, his kids, his adult children, whom he loves, who he's invested in, who's he, who he adores, who he's deposited into all 10 of his kids, seven boys and three girls, gone. So now I can't even begin to imagine what Job is feeling like at this particular moment. But I think that there was some alarm that came from the sudden losses. I know this because he shaved his head and he ripped his clothes. This wasn't expected. You know, I'd imagine that there was some anxiety and he's feeling like he can't breathe or he's trying to process what's going on probably struggling with some shock, feeling a little bit numb. But Job was that dude. You know, most of us would probably find ourselves struggling to stay focused at work and that our appetite would be gone and that we wouldn't answer telephone calls and we'd probably leave the curtains drawn so that it would stay dark in the bedroom. And that's if we even got out of the bed. Verse 22 in the same chapter says that Job praises God and, and that he doesn't blame him for any of his pain. And so Job handles this like a champ. But, you know, 
there were some times when I was like, God, what are you doing? And there was one particular moment in my life when I might not have been saying it out loud, but I was looking at God with the side eye because I was low key mad at him. See, when your life meets devastation, there is alarm that comes from our sudden losses. But then there's something else I want us to take a look at, the acceptance of our self-limitations. Because Job comes to the same realization that I had to come to in my dream. And and that's this, that there wasn't a doggone thing that I could do about my current situation. I threw the bat because I knew that the swinging at the the attackers wasn't going to help no more. It had gotten to the point where I couldn't handle it. Listen, it's okay to acknowledge that something is beyond you. I, I know it's not, you know, the norm to say that. I know that we always got to say, yeah, we can do anything and we can do anything. But here it is through Christ who strengthens us. We do get to the end of what we can do. And so there's a reality that there's some situations that I now realize only God can handle. So Job had no control over the things that happened to them. He knew this. There's some things that you can do, like it says in the poem, uh, Members versus Men. It says, do thy duty that is best and leave unto God the rest. So, yes, we got to do what we can do in a situation. But then there are some times when you've gotten to the end of self. And so you look to God, who's who's the source. You throw your bat away. And so you put that employment situation squarely in his hands because you have no control over your boss. You don't control uh, what they charge for rent or how high the property taxes are going to go up. You have no control over the rising gas prices or the fact that your supermarket bill continues to go higher and higher. You, You have no control over those things. You've gotten to the end of what you can do, but you can After you've accepted that you have limits, there's self-limitations that you can say, God might kill me, but he's all I got. I got nothing else. What now? And so we deal with the alarm from the losses and we have to accept our self-limitations. But now we get assurances from the one person who can handle whatever it is that we've got going on. And that's our third point. The assurances from the sovereign Lord. So Job is going through so much that he, that he wishes he was never born. In fact, he curses the day that he was born. And then God steps in and God asks a series of questions. He asks, you know, stuff like, um, bruh, Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? And he asked, do you know where I store the lightning? And he he says, do you know the laws of the heavens? And who has the wisdom to count the clouds? What God is saying in effect is, man, if you don't go sit down somewhere and understand who I am, I am the sovereign God who can handle every situation that you got to go through. And so God is saying, you've gotten to the end of yourself. You've gotten to the end of your resources and your understanding. You can't even wrap your mind around what it is that I'm doing right now. But I'm doing something. 
And so you may be asking yourself because of your situation, well, what now? Well, now God. Now God is going to give assurances of how he's going to work things out. Because here it is in the end. Job was restored in every single way imaginable, even having additional kids. And so if you're faced with devastation and you're burdened by life, when you reach the end of your rope, you can ask the question, what now? Just make sure that you're asking God that question and make sure that you stop trying to fight and you let him fight this one. Heavenly Father, we come before you today to say thank you. Thank you for showing us that even in the midst of the absolute worst situations, when we get to that dead end, when we've forgotten about all of the the strength that we normally would have and all that other stuff, that when we ask the question, what now? And we throw our hands up, that you're there To say, now God. Now God, we place all of our situations in your hands. Take what we're burdened by. Take what we're struggling with. Take what is well beyond our energy. Well beyond our understanding. Well beyond our strength and our resources. And you work it out. Give us that peace that passeth all understanding. Help us to not curse the day that we were born, but rather to rejoice in the day to come when you deliver us in and through every situation. All of this we ask in your son and our savior, Jesus Christ's name we pray. And all of the trifling ones said, amen. Thank you.